on the season seven premiere of Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska. This is crazy. I'm looking at a picture of someone I'm related to. I don't know what to do. And I turned my phone off and I put it in my pocket and went to bed. Really? Yeah. Whoa. I was like, I'll figure this out tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Origin Story. Up next on Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska. I'm Rob Prince. Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska is produced with support from Scratch Band, the brand new way to help you stop touching your face. The truth is, your hands are picking up germs from the surfaces you touch, like grocery carts, bathroom faucets, and doorknobs. When you touch your face, they can get into your body and make you sick, but it's really hard to stop. Until now. Scratch Band allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers and break the chain between the germs of the world and you. It's time for us to evolve. More information at scratchband.life. In 2019, Dark Winter Nights executive producer Ryan Peterson decided he wanted to do a 23andMe DNA test to learn about his ancestry and see if he was predisposed to any sort of health issues like heart attacks. Ironically, what he discovered practically gave him a heart attack. He knew his parents had adopted him from Seattle and brought him to Alaska as a newborn, but he told himself the DNA test was not about tracking down his birth parents. He and I met up to talk about his experience for today's show. Do you remember when you learned that you were adopted? Uh, not really. I just kind of always knew. They uh-huh. just—it was never a secret. Right. They always told us how. What in what way would I they say? I don't really. That's a good question. But it's not like a—it's not like it was a traumatic thing. No, 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 no. Did it bother not you a, as a kid? Uh, it didn't bother me that I was adopted. No, uh-huh. I loved my parents and wanted to be where I was. Right. I did have, like, it's hard to describe, right? Because I had a fear of, like, what if my birth parents tried to take me back? Interesting. You know, and it's not something that, like, really affected me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something that I was, like, fixated on. I didn't have this recurring nightmares or anything like that. But it's definitely a thought that I had. Mm -hmm. And it's not something I wanted. Right. right? I wanted to be with my parents because my parents were... You know, my parents. Yeah. yeah. They adopted me. I do remember we had like a children's book that was like, I'm adopted, you know, and mm-hmm. like, page one, my right. name is Billy and, you know, that kind of deal. And mm-hmm. I just remember being told from such a young age that I have no memory of how I was first told. I think that I got very lucky, which is interesting because I'm doing pretty well firmly middle class mm-hmm. lower middle class but you know not in any way like poor i i should say you like briefly I think, owned an indoor pool if i recall correctly. i i that's true <laughs> for a few days i owned, for a few days, you, an, indoor you owned pool. an indoor pool yeah. which has always been my dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a little inside story but so what you mean see when you say path i i assume that was a choice what you're saying is you kind of were placed on a good path you think i would say that no if you survey me and my siblings, you would get different answers about mm. my adoptive parents. Oh, okay. 
And I think that is part of how genetics comes into play. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty well, like, genetically chill. <laughs> I don't know if that's if, if that's a good way to say, you know. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I, but I've never heard it described that way. You no, know, totally. I'm, you know, I got 23 and me. It's like 58 percent laid back. <laughs> I just, awesome. I'm just. I'm always positive by you're, nature. You're naturally mellow, right? And so things were things worked out for me, yeah. uh, really well. Mm-hmm. And I hate both my siblings. No, I don't. Know. <laughs> I love my siblings. But, you know. Tell us about when when you made contact with your biological okay. parents. So I listened to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. and Twenty Three and Me advertised on podcasts. For a long time, I had no interest in finding my parents whatsoever. Why not? Because I had my parents, and yeah. it didn't matter. So I was like, "Why? What is this going to add to point? my life?" Right. Right. There's nothing that would be like, "How's it going to benefit me?" Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And I also part of me felt like it would be insulting to my parents. Yeah. In some way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, you're my parents, but I'm going to go find my real parents. Like, that's not the way I feel at all. Mm-hmm. And and so for a long time, that was never even a, a possibility. But the more, like, for at least a year, I'm, you know, I thought about, like, man, I guess I could just spit into this tube and then find out who my family, that would be potentially interesting. So it began with the 23 and Me, huh? It began with a 23 and Did me. your parents know you were going to do it? No. Oh. Nope. They didn't. I told my wife, get me a 23 and me kit for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so she did. And I sent it off like right before my birthday, which my birthday is in January. So we have Christmas and then January. I send it off and was like, okay, well, there you go. I spin it in a tube and we'll see what happens. And in my head, it was like, Oh yeah, this will be so interesting because I'll be able to like I I'm interested to see my health information. Like, am I predisposed to cancer or heart attacks or what? And then one day I was standing out back at probably I don't know, it was after midnight in my backyard, hanging out on the porch, and I got a little buzz on my phone and I pick it up and it's an email. Mm. It says, Your twenty three and me results already. Oh my and God. I was like, Oh my god. And I hit the thing went <gasps> And I went immediately to relatives. It's like, show me relatives, show me relatives. All by yourself? Oh, instantly. But nobody else is around. Nobody to see else this. around. My wife is asleep. My kid is asleep. I'm oh outside, like literally on my phone. And I'm like, oh, yes, open, go, show me the relatives. Instantly before I could even stop. And, and uh, the first face there was, it said, we think this is your cousin. And I clicked on it and I looked and like, I had like, I almost started crying. I didn't because, you know. Yeah. Because you're an Alaskan man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you had your tear dunks yeah. removed at birth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but it was like looking at a face that I knew I was biologically related to. Wow. Meant something to me for a reason I can never explain to you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, this is crazy. I'm looking at a picture of someone I'm related to. I don't know what to do. And I turned my phone off and I put it in my pocket and went to bed. 
Really? Yeah. Whoa. I was like, I'll figure this out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, the very first thing I did, mm-hmm. I like, you know, normally I wake up, I had, you know, I take a leak. I went straight past the bathroom, straight to my computer, locked wow. on, sent her an email. Oh my God. I was like, you, I was adopted at birth. I've, you were the first person who I'm biologically related to that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you could potentially know either one of my parents. Mm-hmm. And I sent this message and I'm like, man, I wonder if she's going to write back. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she did pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was also adopted at birth. And I was like, oh, darn. She's like, but I found everyone. Oh, ah. <laughs> wow. She's done all the work. And so I'm talking to her like online messaging back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know anything. I know yeah. my mom was 16 and I know my dad was 18. That's all I was ever told. Wow. Your mom was 16. She was short and she had red hair. And your dad was 18 and was tall and he had dark hair. Mm-hmm. Same kind of like brown hair that I have. Mm-hmm. And that's literally all I knew about my parents. Wow. My birth parents. Right, right. That's all I ever knew. And then, um, so then I called my mom and was like, hey, uh, so listen, I did a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I did a thing. Do you know anything? And Uh, she was like, on your paperwork, mm -hmm. someone had written baby boy strange. Mm -hmm. So I think your mother had a last name of strange. And I said that to my cousin and she was like oh that's my sister what turned out what what 23 and me does is it says you share this many genes mm-hmm. and then if you have this many genes there's like probabilities of like 90 percent your cousins mm-hmm. or 20 percent you're a half aunt she ended up being my half aunt and her half sister was my mom. So she figured it out and she oh. sent me a picture and she's like, that's your mom. And I was like, oh my God, oh my that God. looks exactly like me. What I never told anyone was that as soon as she replied to me and was like, oh, here's my Facebook. I immediately opened that Facebook and went to her friends and relatives and started looking at all of her relatives. And I had seen the picture of my mom Wow. and was like, Charlotte. I don't say that to my wife. That's my wife's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, babe, come here, come here. Does that look like me? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's my mom? Oh my gosh. What? A... That's got to be like the craziest research paper you've ever worked on or something like that. It was the craziest it was, investigation you've ever it done. It was crazy and it was so fast. Yeah. So fast. Like literally overnight be- only because I didn't, you know, like. I went to sleep because I was like, mm-hmm. I was like so interested, like, oh, oh my God, this is amazing. And then immediately I was like, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. <laughs> And then the next morning I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I got this. <laughs> right. And then, and then, you know, I, so I, I see this. What were you scared of out of curiosity? Okay. Great question. Rejection. Yeah. That's what I, I tell myself before I spit into this tube in the first place that I don't need to be accepted by my birth parents Mm -hmm. because I am like 30 some odd years old at the time. I have parents. I have a family. I have a wife. I have a kid. I don't need a community. Right. Mm -hmm. I have everything I need and Mm -hmm. I do not need to be accepted by them. Mm -hmm. So this is a hundred percent just curious, but I will tell you the reality is that the entire time I was telling myself that, I know for a fact 
if I had been rejected by my birth parents, it would have been a, I would have been affected. I wouldn't have been like, I'm not a person who, uh, like I'm very lucky. Like I have that positive, naturally positive. I don't ever really deal with depression and stuff. Like I just am not I don't prone feel to like that. you don't dwell a lot on what other people think about you or anything like that. No, I you, don't. Stuff kind of runs off your back. Like right. Duck. It, but it would have hurt. Yeah. And so anyway, I basically was like, would you call her and ask her? Mm-hmm. And so she called and was like, you'll never guess who I'm talking to. Who? Did you have a son when you were 16 and put him up for adoption? Oh, my God. Well, I'm talking to him. He found me on 23andMe. He wants to talk to you. And so she was like, okay. I added her. She gave me permission to add her on Facebook, and I sent her this message. And basically the message was, when you were 16 years old, you made a good decision. I have had a good life, and I just wanted you to know that, that you did make a good decision, and things did go well for me. And so if you ever had that in your heart of like, I don't know if you did the right thing, you did, a, you did do the right thing. And I, I am open to meeting you and I would like to build some kind of relationship with you. Well, I just wanted you to know whether you want anything to do with me or not, that I appreciate the decision you made and that I've had a great life. And then she, she wrote back and I'm like literally walking through Fred Myers as I'm getting Facebook messages. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, not crying because <laughs> I'm a man and we don't do no, I just I say that in jest. Uh, I'm not I don't I don't believe in that yeah, kind right, of nonsense. Right. You yeah, know what I mean? But it definitely it definitely was like oh man, this is heavy. Yeah. In Fred Meyer. Right. You know. How did Ryan's biological mother react to him tracking her down after putting him up for adoption forty years earlier? And why had she put him up for adoption in the first place? That's all coming up next. This is Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska, the origin story episode. I'm Rob Prince. Dark Winter Nights is sponsored by Scratch Band. Your hands are so helpful for doing so many things, but scratching your face should not be one of them. Basically, they go around picking up all kinds of germs and evil things from the surfaces around you and then rub them into your eyes, nose, and mouth when you scratch your face. Until now. Scratch Band is a medical-grade silicon wristband designed to allow you to easily scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers and break the chain between the germs of the world and your body. More information at scratchband.life. Dark Winter Nights is, well... Normally I'd say proud to announce our next live event, but these days I'd have to say we're more down the lines of tentatively announcing our next live event at our regular fall time, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, or November 20th, at 7 p.m. in Herring Auditorium. We're going to keep an eye on the COVID situation, and if things look okay, tickets will go on sale online in mid-October. Right now we know that masks will be required, so you can plan on that. There's more information, and you can stay in the loop by visiting darkwinternights.com. We're actively recruiting new stories for that live event, as well as our radio program and podcast. So if you've got a story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you. Again, you can reach us through our website, darkwinternights.com. 
When we left his story, Ryan Peterson had just tracked down his biological mother on Facebook after she had put him up for adoption 40 years earlier. He couldn't help but be anxious to find out if she wanted to speak to him and what the story was behind his birth. Here's Ryan. My first question to her after she wrote back, you know, kind of was like, are you happy? Yeah. Just kind of like in general, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, you don't know what you're getting into. And so did my parents have a terrible relationship? Was one or both of them abusive? Was mm. there some kind of trauma that happened? Mm. And so like, I kind of was like, am I allowed to ask about my dad? I think is what I said, <laughs> which is, you know, like, you know, like I have a question, man. You know? <laughs> I've raised my hand appropriately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And she was like, of course you are. His name was Mike. And here's a picture. And she was like, I've always remembered his face only because of you. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And so then I had my dad's name and a picture of him from high school. And he looked like me, but with crazier hair. Oh. Like it, it, the resemblance was crazy as I see so much of myself in both, my, both of my birth parents, but mm-hmm. in like different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I went and... Um, <sighs> I no one on 23 and me had the same last name as my dad. Mm-hmm. So what I did was, okay, I will do ancestry DNA also because I had heard that there's actually more people on ancestry DNA. So I did that. And I was like waiting for those results to come back and very early on I would check 23 and me like every other day because Every single day, there's new people added in. Mm. And one day I logged on and there was a person there with the same last name as my birth dad. Mm. And with a, it was like a 4%. It's like a second cousin or something. And I wrote him a message. And I was like, hi, I'm looking for my birth dad. You were the first person I'm related to on this site that has this last name. His name was Mike. He's from Seattle. I know that he would be X number of years old. Like, do you have a cousin or do your, maybe your dad have a cousin named this who, from this area? And he was like, I don't think so. I don't know. And then like the next day he wrote me back. He was like, Hey, I talked to my dad and he thinks he has a cousin named that. What had happened was the guy who I messaged, his dad called his cousin, Randy in Seattle in unknown location to keep the anonymity of my birth parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, oh yeah, that's my brother. You're right. And so he called Mike, my dad, and was like, did you have a kid when you were 18 and put him up for adoption and never tell me about it, you bastard? Oh my gosh. And he was like, maybe <laughs> I did. Holy cow. And so this so, is just like little bombs right. going off everywhere. And then Mike told his son, stepson, uh-huh. go find him. Tell him I want to talk to him. And wow. so basically he was like, cause Mike's not great at social media. Right. He doesn't have any social media. He doesn't even have a cell phone. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. He's kind of old school like that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do cell phones, anything like that. Yeah. And so he basically gave me uh, a phone number and I called it. No answer. Mm. I was like, I called, but I didn't get an answer. And he was like, give me five seconds. And then he's like, all right, try again. You know, and I call back, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, does, you know, I told him my birthday. I was like, does that day mean anything to you? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I think, uh, you think you're my dad. 
you know, so that was that was pretty interesting. Wow. And, what did he have to say? Um, don't ever contact me again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he. What's funny is he told his kids that you have an older brother, and he lives in Alaska. What? Yeah. He knew that. He knew that we were going to a family in Alaska. Okay. They thought he was messing with him. Oh. They thought he was just messing with them. Mm-hmm. They had no idea. And then one day I showed up and they were like, son of a... <laughs> it's he true. was being it's real. <laughs> yeah. My mom, on the other hand, called up my half-brother and was like, do you remember I told you I had a kid when I was 16 and put him up for adoption? And he was like, no. <laughs> You have a, I have a brother. Oh my God. You never told me that. Oh my God. And she was like, oh, well, yeah, you do. (laughs) Holy cow. He's like, well, I would have remembered that. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my. That's one of those things you don't have to write down. No, no. (laughs) Did this lead to your parents talking at all? Yeah. So setting up the visit. Right. I basically was like, I have three days. Here's what I would like. I would like to have one day with my mom, one day with my dad's family. And I would like to have a dinner on the third day with everyone. (gasps) Really? How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. And both sides were like, that's good. Let's do that. Oh, wow. I mean, they both, they're old. They've got, they, it wasn't something, my dad was like, I feel bad about how things, you Mm -hmm. know, ended because I didn't treat her right or, you know, whatever. And, you know, my mom was kind of like, we were kids. Yeah, 16, I was 16, 18. you know, I mean, yeah. she, you know, there didn't seem to be, if there was ill, you know, mm-hmm. feelings, I didn't see any of them, mm-hmm. you know, wow. probably they're not, they're not like best friends, you know, right. don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. you know, they definitely have some connection, which is me. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. So where does the relationship stand now? Um, I think pretty good for the most part, you know, we talk, um, occasionally, you know, Mm -hmm. like pretty much on, you know, oh, I got a call on my birthday. I call them on their birthday. We talk on Christmas, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, you know, which is fine. I don't, I don't talk to my parents much anyway. You know, I mean, I talk to my dad because I work with him. So we talk probably more often than I would like (laughs) (laughs) in some ways. Right. How do your adoptive parents feel about this i think okay so my mom initially was like of all the three you were the one who i thought should meet their parents because you're Hmm. i'm the one she thought would is most able to like handle things oh handle it if it didn't go great right yeah but your parents overall are are cool with it uh yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i'm still um in the will i think (laughs) <laughs> you know, I didn't get cut right. out or anything. <laughs> I still work with my dad, you know, mm-hmm. still love my mom, just the same. I think they were good. Um, I know my mom told me every time we would go to Seattle, because I have, we had, my dad grew up in Seattle and we still have, I still have extended family there. And she would stay up at night after we were in bed and she would look through the phone book for the last name Strange. Wow. But then uh, never, she never actually tried to call. Mm-hmm. Which just, I guess, which just like had this in her that she would like call and be like, everything's good, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, like, in case you were worried. Because yeah. I imagine, and I don't know this for a fact, but I imagine both of my parents wondered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it may not be a thing where they're like, <sighs> I'm sure that there were times in their lives where they were like, I wonder what he's up to. Mm-hmm. And I even asked was like, did you ever have a name for me? 
And my mom was like, oh, no, no, that would make it too real. Right. I could never have done that. Mm -hmm. If I had given you a name, I never could have given you up. Right. Kind of deal, you know. Mm -hmm. When I got that email, I went from, I can't wait to find out about heart attacks, to I want to see my mom instantly with no thought whatsoever. It yeah. was like, boom, show me my mom. Oh, damn, my mom's not on here. But I have a cousin. Oh, oh. Okay. The genetic connection is a real thing. And for some people, it's different than others. Some people feel like it's necessary. I never felt like it was necessary. When I had the opportunity, I didn't hesitate. It was right. like, show me, you know, because how cool is that? How cool, you know? Because you don't know. I don't know, you know. And it turned out I'm related to, like, kind of Hollywood royalty. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Fonda's. Really? Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah, so Jane and um, the other one. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's bad. Her dad, right? Right. Uh, Jack. John? No. John Fonda? No, it didn't sound right. Henry. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Pulled that one out of there. Yeah. This will be edited, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll cut out our 40s moment. <laughs> right. But I was I was told by my dad, he's like, you're related to Joan Fonda, but you won't get any of the money, and I won't either. <laughs> Joan Fonda. Is John, that Jane's Jane, stepsister? Jane. Yeah, yeah, Jane. <laughs> I guess I'm not getting any of the Joan Fonda. I'm either. related to Jeff Fonda. Whoever. I'm related to probably plenty of Fondas. Well, get their name straight before you ask to be put in the world. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I actually thought of a, you know, I would film a documentary about the process because I don't think people know about it. Mm -hmm. um, but then the process turned into spit in this tube and wait two weeks. It would have been a TV commercial. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you fact, could have done is. it in like... <laughs> it yeah, is it is a commercial. Now a commercial. <laughs> you spin you know? the tube, you get the results back, and the next day you find your mom. <laughs> right, and that's exactly that's exactly how fast it was. <laughs> yeah. It was literally... Wow. I got my results, and the very next day I saw my mom. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Even though it... At least you told yourself it wasn't that important. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, you got to tell yourself that, right? Right. <laughs> It wouldn't have been good if I did that and was like, I sure hope they like me. <laughs> if they don't, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. You know what I mean? Like, I would not recommend. It's hard to do this DNA test with all these tears yeah. in this file. <laughs> yeah. I would not recommend everyone do it. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, for me, I felt like I was comfortable enough, even though in my heart I knew that if I was rejected, I would, it would hurt. I knew that it wouldn't, you know. It wouldn't break it you. It wouldn't like, break Put you me. on the street. Right. It would definitely be something I was like, well, that sucks, but oh right. well. You know, I still have everything, I, you know what I mean? So I would have spun it positive. I would have been down for a minute and then mm -hmm. been right back up. But there's definitely people, you know, and there's there's so many things that people don't think about where it's like, I found my mom. It's like, oh, well, actually, you're the product of... Yeah, you know, assault or something. Right, like exactly. Yeah. And so it's mm -hmm. like, I didn't even want to have you. No offense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very... It's very dangerous in it some is. ways. Yeah. It is. Ryan Peterson. He's been an executive producer for Dark Winter Nights since the very beginning and enjoys reminding me of that frequently.
Thanks so much for listening to Dark Winter Nights True Stories from Alaska, the origin story episode. Today's episode was produced by myself, Rob Prince, story consultation by Lori Newfeld. Mark your calendars in pencil for the next Dark Winter Nights True Stories from Alaska live event on Saturday, November 20th at 7 p.m. in Lathrop High School's Herring Auditorium. It's our first live event since February 2020. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, feel free to send us a message through darkwinternights.com. Remember, these are the stories we tell up here in Alaska on Dark Winter Nights. I'm Rob Prince. Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska is produced with support from Scratch Band, the brand new way to help you stop touching your face. The truth is, your hands are picking up germs from the surfaces you touch, like grocery carts, bathroom faucets, and doorknobs. When you touch your face, they can get into your body and make you sick, but it's really hard to stop. Until now. Scratch Band allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers and break the chain between the germs of the world and you. It's time for us to evolve. More information at scratchband.life.